Ladies, do you have your tickets for the biggest gut healing event here on the West Coast that's coming up really soon? Kale Brock and the wellness women, Dr. Ashley and myself, are presenting the Heal Your Gut Workshop here in Perth on the 18th of November. This is gonna be a massive event. The tickets are selling out really fast. If you haven't got your ticket yet and you're a Perth local, make sure you do. You can uh, find the links on our Facebook page, forward, facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Women or just go to Eventbrite and search Heal Your Gut. This is an event that is absolutely not to be missed. So if you have any questions about gut health, your immune system, how your gut health also influences your brain, um, which might include things like your mood, depression, anxiety, any of those sorts of questions, then make sure you come along because they're all gonna be answered on the night. And of course, because it's a topic that I'm so obsessed with, I'm definitely gonna be delving into how your gut health affects your hormones. So ladies, don't miss out. Make sure you've got your tickets. wellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your life welcome to wellness women radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health work and play dr ashley bond and dr andrea huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life welcome wonderful listeners to another great episode of wellness Women radio i'm ashley and i'm andrea and today we are so excited to welcome all our new listeners. We've noticed that in the last few weeks we've uh, bumped up on our Facebook and Instagram. So thanks so much for joining in. We hope you uh, have been checking in some of the older episodes we've done and welcome to this new one. And today we are really excited because there is someone very special. We've had him as a guest on the show before and uh, we're really happy to welcome again today, Cal Brock. He's an absolute superstar when it comes to health and well-being and education. And he's running some amazing events and programs to help people just like you guys listening that are going to help you heal your guts and create an amazing life from the inside out. So there's a lot of background to him. He's from a TV presenter with Network 10, a public speaker, a health coach. He's just done amazing things and he continues to do amazing things. So we're really excited today to welcome Kale Brock. Kale, hey, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lovely intro, by the way. Thanks for that. <laughs> oh, and it's it's very well deserving as well, Kale. You've um you've worked hard for that that awesome intro. Um, don't forget, Kale's also a podcaster on the couch too. Um, he's got the Kale Brock show, which is really cool, guys. So make sure you listen to that. Um, we've had him on the show before. Today we're not sitting in his hotel room, so it's all very much above board. We're <laughs> we're doing our, our standard recording. Um, and you know what? We are so so lucky that we are actually tagging on to the end of Kale Brock's National Heal Your Gut Tour. So it's culminating uh, with the final event in Perth in WA here. So we are so, so lucky um, that Kale is coming all the way over to our side of the, the country, um, which doesn't happen too often. And uh, today we're going to talk a bit about um, why gut health is so important. We're definitely going to be delving into a lot of the Heal Your Gut principles, but also talking a little bit about the event that we've got coming up that we're actually presenting with Kale on the 18th of November because we want to make sure that if you haven't got your tickets yet that you jump online and you get them today. Um, so, Kel, again, welcome. Oh, sorry, I was on mute there. 
<laughs> no, thank you again, guys, for having me. And I'm really excited to actually come to Perth because it's funny, when I announced the, the national tour, I didn't have a Perth date. And the amount of people that were like super angry that I'd called it a national tour and wasn't coming to Perth was, was quite amusing. So I was like, okay, look, I'm going to have to like work with someone to try and come over to Perth. So I'm really excited to be working with you guys. It's going to be a super fun event. But hey, you're Can a surfer. I'm surprised we have to twist your arm to come over to the side of the coast where there's some amazing breaks down south. I know, I know. But then there's also the whole like, what? it seems like Australia's turned into this shark-infested <laughs> melting pot at the moment. So I'm just like every time I'm paddling out surfing on my own now, I'm like feet in the air, like just sort of freaking out. But <laughs> oh, no, I have Kale, I'll, I'll come out for a wave with you while you're here if you want, if that'll make you feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, we do have some big fish over here, but... Uh, I think it's a risk you take. It's I think it's it probably is. just as big a risk if you're you're driving your car, or much more so, I'm sure. Um, but Cal, how's the tour been going so far? It's been going well. So um, it's been now. It's probably been like a month. Actually, it's honestly been maybe like six months of pretty much non-stop events for me. So every like few weeks or um, whatever, I'm just sort of going on the road and and speaking at an event, which is really cool. You know, it's taken me a long. A little while to sort of get to that point where it may, it's like viable to actually go on a tour because people want to come and listen to this stuff because the gut's receiving so much attention now, not just from the alternative health space, but the, the, the mainstream media, which is really cool. So we've got, you know, this um, linking up of what was considered alternative and, and weird and quirky with the mainstream and it's starting to like see this huge momentum uh, going forward as we as we pinpoint the origins of certain illnesses and a lot of our health ailments and oftentimes that is the gut. So it's it's quite easy to convince people to actually come along and hear the message now. So we've, you know, done quite a few sold out events, which is really exciting. And, you know, one of the biggest forms of feedback I get is that, you know, some of the messages are so simple, but people didn't actually realize how simple they were. You know, they thought that the gut thing was going to be really, really complex. But when you bring it back to the fundamental principles, it's always going to be simple. And that makes it highly actionable, which is really powerful because, you know, if you walk into a room and you start dropping all this weird information about lactobacillus acidophilus and lactobacillus rhamnosus <laughs> and saccharomyces boulardii and all these different complex names and blah, blah, blah. You know, you're just going to turn people off. Whereas my job as a speaker and a um, writer and a, and a producer really is to tell stories. So I like to tell the gut story in a way that just leaves people inspired and empowered to actually make informed decisions about their gut health. And I think, you know, judging on the reactions of most people, it, it's certainly working. Oh, I love that. And uh, we're really, really excited for the event as well. And um, just to hear the story as well, Kale, um, you're spot on about how much, uh, I guess, media gut health is getting these days as well. You can't um, look at any, you know, even major journal right now without seeing information about the gut health and all of those really big long words that you were describing um, and how much research it's actually getting at the moment. And it's it's very worth that it's and deserving as well. But why do you think that gut health has become such a big thing now? I just think that, you know, we've, we've known for 2,400 years since Hippocrates said all disease begins in the gut. Um, mm -hmm. We've known that there's a 
it requires a lot of consideration, you know, um, the gut. It should be, it's a foundational principle of health, if you will. But that idea has sort of rested in the alternative health space for so long. But over the last, I would say, couple of decades, we've seen a resurgence in microbiology and researchers actually looking at probiotics and bacteria mm. and how they actually interact with the immune system and the body. So, you know, we saw this back when Louis Pasteur looked at pasteurization and said, oh, microbes, they're bad, they're bad, they're bad. Yeah. Whereas, you know, that sort of changed over time where researchers are going, no, hang on, there's actually this complex interplay of so-called bad bacteria and commensal bacteria and probiotics. And that's actually really important for our health for them to actually coexist with us in this wonderful symbiotic relationship. You know, we're not just this uh, sack of muscle and blood. We're actually more microbial than human, you know, which is super interesting. And it makes sense that the makeup of your microbiome, that's the different parasites, uh, bacteria, viruses, and protozoans which live on and inside of you, that makeup contributes to your health. And, you know, when it comes to the actual DNA um, interplay in your body, you're actually 99% microbial, which is super interesting. You might have heard the statistic that you're only 10% human, 90% microbial, you know, and that's been updated recently to say that, you know, that depends on the individual. Some people are more yeasty than others. So, <laughs> so it does, oh, that it sounds changes. delightful, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so those are the things that, you know, I've been lucky enough to talk about, but it's been, you know, going from in the early days talking about potentially controversial topics, you know, maybe I would have talked about vitamin D back in the day when, you know, it wasn't recognized that sunshine was <laughs> actually not that evil. Um, you know, going to the gut message has been a really straightforward and easy process because like you're saying, it's just receiving so much attention and it's generally accepted in the medical community. But, you know, I would also say that there are a lot of practitioners, both in the complementary field and the conventional field who are still sort of burying their head in the sand. Um, you know, that's Unfortunately, I think that will always be the case. But, you know, as we've seen over time in history, we start to see the implementation of research slowly, you know, sometimes 10, sometimes 20 years after it all starts coming out. But I think as we go into the future, we're going to see really strategic approaches to well-being, you know, not just from the uh, alternative health space or the complementary health space. We're going to see, I think, um, psychology really come on board with probiotic uh, intervention and prescribing specific probiotics for specific conditions and we'll see medical practitioners do the same and we're going to see a we're going to see it we're basically entering a post antibiotic era now and a lot of people don't know about that and that's something that I talk about a lot as well as antibiotic resistance which is a huge issue which is already resulting in 700,000 deaths per year which is just not talked about enough the world health health organization are really big on this so it's all wow. these different things going on. We're, we're really going to see some drastic changes over the future. And again, yeah, even though we will see such advancements, my job is to actually relay the message in a way that just inspires and empowers people. And yeah, that's it. And why do you think all of this is happening? I mean, is this just bad luck or, uh, you know, unlucky genetics? Or is it, why do you think it's suddenly, I guess, we're reaching this tipping point, this crisis point where so many people are experiencing gut problems um, and really struggling to find an answer for it? I think antibiotics have been a, yeah. a big one. 
because, you know, the research is quite incontrovertible there. Antibiotics often do irreversible damage to the gut. And, you know, I walk into a room with 300, 400, sometimes 1,000 people and say, who here hasn't taken antibiotics before? And then there may be one or two hands go up. So that is a huge issue. And even if people haven't taken, you know, a specific medication, if you will, they've probably been exposed to things like, you know, tap water and antimicrobial creams and, you know, we're obsessed cleaning and all these different things. So uh, this um, overall attitude of actually attacking microbes has not really done us any good. You know, there's a lot of studies on how farm children are actually often healthier immunologically than city kids. Yeah. And that's because they're exposed to microbes throughout their life. So I think the way we've taken antibiotics um, as, an, as, a, as a world, really, the way we've consumed them in our food, in our water, all those different factors have resulted in us having compromised microbiomes to a point where we don't actually know exactly what an optimal microbiome is. And this is sparking the research interest into ancient tribes and cultures who have not been exposed to antibiotics. And then that leads on to um, transferring potentially their microbes into us to rebalance us. The key though now is to actually find exactly what does an optimal microbiome look like. And that's, you know, the challenge of medicine. And it's something that I don't envy that job. I'm sure it's a very, very tricky thing. But that's why we're starting to see so many people with these gut-related conditions. And, you know, basically, if you look at how important the gut is, you know, 80, 80 to 90% of your immune system, um, 90% in neurotransmitters are manufactured in the gut, that really important uh, interplay between the gut lining and your immune system Mm-hmm. All these different things are, you know, super, super important. So I think um, regardless of your situation, if you are having health issues, if you're not experiencing optimal health, chances are you should uh, be interested in getting your gut health on your side. Yeah, you're spot on. And it's not just, uh, I like how you said there, Kale, um, if you're not experiencing optimal health, it's not just about gut-related symptomatology that people generally relate to, you know, poor gut health. and some people might have some really overt symptoms of that, whether it's, you know, a a diagnosis of say irritable bowel syndrome, or you're getting lots of bloating, constipation, diarrhea, um, you know, pain, discomfort, inability to digest certain things. Um, That's what we would associate with poor gut health traditionally. But now we're understanding so much more about how it's actually affecting our entire system. So Kale, um, what sort of things would people um, or may people be experiencing if their gut isn't in order? Well, obviously, you mentioned the digestive challenges, which are pretty common these days. You know, again, walk into a room, ask people, how many of you have optimal digestion? Not many hands go up. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the the sort of things that we often don't associate with with our gut health are the autoimmune challenges, which mm-hmm. is obviously a massive thing now. Um, so what happens basically when you have your gut lining is like a fly screen. You know, it wants to let in nice fresh air and keep out the bugs, the flies and the mosquitoes and things like that. Your gut's sort of similar. It wants to allow like micronutrients into the bloodstream. So small little things like vitamin C, essential fatty acids, amino acids, all those things. But it wants to keep out the big molecules, the undigested food, uh, the macro molecules. But 
when you have a leaky gut, so that's that vernacular term for increased intestinal permeability, basically that means you've got these holes and tears in that fly screen and mm-hmm. you've got these big molecules moving into the bloodstream. Now, the issue with that is the body doesn't recognize them. So it says, okay, what's that? That's an intruder. Let's ramp up an immune response to that. Now, there's this process called, and that's a very normal process, by the way. Okay, the body, that's basically your immune system coming online and it releases inflammation on those little macromolecules to clear them out of the body. Now, the problem comes when that inflammation goes unchecked and it becomes systemic. So mm-hmm. we start to see it going throughout the entire body. Uh, we've heard that inflammation is the root cause of all disease. Well, what's the root cause of inflammation? Well, often it lies in the gut lining. So there's a process called molecular mimicry, which sounds sort of technical, but basically it's just the body getting a little bit confused. It develops a sort of um, key. So it develops a key, an antibody, to go and shut off these macromolecules of food. So let's say it's gluten, for example, keeps coming in the bloodstream. The body says, look, it's, it's a regular here to stay, clearly, because John's just keeps eating his bread. So it keeps <laughs> coming in the bloodstream. So we're going to develop a key to go and just shut it off every time it comes comes in the bloodstream. Now, the issue, though, is that the key can sometimes fit the lock of parts of our body. So, for instance, the body might get confused and start attacking or turning off parts of the thyroid or the skin or the joints. Now, we would call that, uh, when we go into the doctor's office, we'd call that Hashimoto's, psoriasis or arthritis, when the root cause often lies in the gut lining. Now, this is this principle has been used by practitioners the world over now to actually approach these sort of conditions with amazing results and you know anecdotally we're seeing it um really start to bolster with some strong evidence but we're also seeing the the science start to look at this and we're seeing you know things like alzheimer's as well um they've shown that this certain molecule called lipopolysaccharide it's like this sort of fatty carbohydrate thing um lps for short that moves into the bloodstream when you've got a leaky gut and that can cause a lot of inflammation in the brain so we're starting to see this leaky sort of brain you've got a blood brain barrier as well that fly screen from your blood to your brain if that's leaking then we start to see inflammatory messages moving into the black brain as well and we start to see all sort of challenges so it's a it's honestly it's the fundamental underpin, underpinning of your body according to the science that we're seeing now and you know i would love to see in the future that you know we find there's something else going on as well you know but i think with um the advances advancements we've made in technology and the overall emphasis on uh, non-biased medicine where we are starting to put the pieces together and we're finding that most of our health conditions these days have some origins in the gut. And if you just go on my blog, like <clears throat> I'm writing all the time about different conditions which are being linked to um, gut health, you know, belly fat, uh, diabetes, uh, asthma. Um, autism is getting a lot of research behind it now as being a more of a gut-related disorder than a neurological disorder, you know. So it's it's a huge thing and you can't understate uh, the the importance of establishing good gut health, okay, so putting in the work but then maintaining it for the rest of your life.
Mm, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that the maintenance part of that is probably what a lot of people struggle with um, as well, because sometimes it, when you, you're in the hype of changing something, it's very easy to do. But then over time, uh, and especially because a lot of these foods in particular that, that might be disruptive to our gut health, they're made to taste so good and they're so addictive that <laughs> over time uh, we sort of see, especially with patients, that they start to leak little things back into their diet and their health will suffer because of it. Kale, when uh, we've we've got the workshop happening on the 18th of November, um, is there a bit of a do's and don'ts sort of component to that that you'll be working through with the audience um, so that they can get a bit clearer on some things that are really going to disrupt their gut health that they should really stay away from? Yeah, we'll definitely go through that. So basically, um, you know, I wrote my book, The Gut Healing Protocol. The talk is kind of um, an extension of that or couples with that where we sort of break down what a good gut healing program looks like and what a good gut nourishing diet looks like. So a gut nourishing diet is that long-term maintenance of gut health. Um, And the gut healing protocol maybe works for people who actually have some pathology that they need to turn around and really get on top of their gut health. So we'll go through all those different things. And if you will, the do's and don'ts, but it's pretty hard to put down those hard and fast rules because everybody's unique. But we do need to work within a certain framework when it comes to gut health. And that's obviously what um, I cover in all sorts of um, ways. Oh, look, absolutely, Kay. And I think it is such an important thing to realize that everyone is unique. So it's not always possible to have this perfect finite list, is it, to have like, you must do this, you can't do that, because there is something called, you know, bio-uniqueness, which means that each of us has a different uh, need in terms of our health and lifestyle. However, there are some definitely some key foundational uh, choices we can be making that will absolutely improve our gut health. Can you just run us quickly through a couple of those key choices that we might be sort of looking into? And of course, the things we'll dive deeper into and open up and explore when we have our great health event. I think, yeah, you're right. And, you know, I could walk around telling people that you should have all these different prebiotics and resistant starch and all this sort of stuff. (laughs) The reality is that a lot of people can't actually handle that sort of stuff. So, you know, if I go around saying eat lots of onions and eat lots of leeks and garlic and then all the FODMAP people are like, no, I can't. So you've got to really make it um, easy and friendly for someone to actually approach. And and like you said, there's that bio-individuality. It's got to be done on a on a personal scale. But I think the fundamentals are, number one, start with whole foods, real foods, um, because there's a lot of, or oh, there's quite a lot of research. You know, Tim Spector talks about this in the diet myth on how processed food negatively impacts our microbiome. Mm-hmm. So when you consume processed food like processed fats and especially processed sugars, we start to see a, um, a suppressing effect on our probiotic um, microbes in our gut and we start to see an increase in the um, often pathogenic species. And we'll talk about in the event as well how often these so-called pathogenic species actually have healthy important functions in our body when they are in balance. Okay, so that's like a huge thing we'll talk about is that when someone wants to go on a big detox or whatever and they want to take 45 drops of oregano oil for two weeks and then their gut healing's done for 10 years, it's not actually the best thing to do because what we want is a long-term shift in the environment so that it so that that environment is conducive to only a balanced microbiome. And that's really where our 
perspective, I think, needs to shift because a lot of people are going on these really strong antifungal diets. They're completely cutting out any sort of fiber in their diet, thinking that they're starving these bad microbes. But when you cut out a lot of these fibers, you're also starving your good bacteria. So that can be important in the beginning. But when you start to look at long-term maintenance of your microbiome uh, in, in a diverse microbiome, which has been shown to be a, a certain health indicator, that's when we really want to reflect that with our diet. We want to have a whole foods, um, very uh, non-processed diet, which encompasses all the different food groups. Um, I would probably say that gluten is out for long-term gut health as well. And that's mm -hmm. just going on the basis of Professor Alessio Fasano's work showing that gluten actually stimulates the gut lining to open up. So it's, it stimulates that leaky gut that we talked about. Um, dairy can be a funny one for certain people. So again, that comes down to the individual. Generally, if someone's gut healing, you want to take them off dairy. Long term, maybe they're doing some fermented raw dairy or whatever. That can be based on the individual um, and grains, and certainly processed sugars have have got to come out as much as possible. You know, and and an apple's not an apple anymore. You know, we talk about fruit and fruit sugars and whether they're appropriate for everybody and all that sort of stuff. I think it depends on the person again, but. If you've got a young child who has an overgrowth of, let's say, candida, for instance, he's taken antibiotics, there's been a, a huge <clears throat> surplus in carbohydrate avail availability to the gut, which has seen the growth of candida not being suppressed by the probiotics because they've been wiped out with the antibiotic. If they have some apple or an apple juice, the candida can actually grow on that. Whereas if you have a healthy child who is brought into the world um, naturally, you know, not via C-section, no antibiotic interventions, you know, strong microbiome, his probiotics are going to thrive off that apple. Okay, so it really comes down to the individual, um, but I certainly think that you know fruits and and vegetables, those complex carbohydrates, and some of those resistant starches as well. You know, maybe some bananas and cashews can all come into the long term approach. You know, how colourful is your diet? How varied is your diet? This is just stuff that makes sense. You know, when I talk about this mm -hmm. stuff, people are like, oh, right. You know, I'm 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 like, why are we surprised that a whole food varied diet works? You know, we don't need to be surprised. And this is how, you know, the Mediterranean diet is so good. Um, this is how people's microbiomes have adapted over the past thousand years to a whole food diet. It's only in the last 100 years or so since we've introduced a lot of these processed foods that we've seen things go awry. So it's really important to just have that approach. Where did my food come from? Did it run around once? Did it grow on the ground once? And have they done much to it since? Those are good questions to ask before you actually consume them. But again, the key is just making sure you're informed about the choices you make when it comes to your food. If you want to have that Kit Kat you probably won't die. Just accept that there might be some consequences <laughs> from it. Maybe take some probiotics that night and, um, you know, just really be calculated in your in your dietary intake and, you know, eat according to your goals. You know, if you don't want to be a weightlifter or you don't want to be a shredded bodybuilder, you don't need to avoid carbohydrates completely, you know. So just really break it down as to how it works with, with you and just eat with your microbes in mind. That's the best way to achieve long-term health of the microbiome. Oh, that's so clever and it makes so much sense. 
as well. Um, but at the same time, Kale, I can see how people would be so complicated, uh, so confused because of how complex this can get. You know, for one child, eating that apple is so beneficial, but for the other one, depending on their circumstances, that's going to create, say, for example, a candida overgrowth. So <laughs> I would get so confused with that. So I'm not surprised <laughs> that uh, that the general public does as well. Um, <laughs> I, I can't wait for the event because I know that people are going to get so much out of it. Um, Kel, can we talk about what uh, everyone's going to can expect when they come on the night as well? Um, so, you know, Dr. Ashley and I are absolutely going to be there. We're going to be presenting on stage. We're going to be talking a little bit about that gut brain connection, how it's affecting your nervous system. And I'm certainly going to be delving into how your gut health impacts your hormones because, you know, that is my favorite topic in the world. Um, and so That's super any- interesting as yeah, well. Like, you yeah. should, what are you going to talk about? What, what are the main principles you're going to talk about? Oh, well, look, I'm definitely going to talk about um, the estrobilome and how important that is for estrogen metabolism. So for those of you who haven't heard that uh, crazy term before, so the estrobilome is a part of the microbiome that actually helps estrogen metabolism. So this is essential for any women who have any kind of hormonal imbalances or who have, um, you know, say they've been diagnosed with estrogen dominance as well. And the thing that's really interesting about um gut function and hormones is that we know that it affects neurotransmitters. And if we talk about, for example, serotonin, so serotonin is our happy, feel-good neurotransmitter. The way serotonin and estrogen actually interact is really important as well. So uh, your gut health affects how we feel and our moods, but it affects our hormones in an up, sort of almost like an, an Uh, an upstream way as well. So in our brain, um, serotonin and estrogen will interact, which affects mood even more. So it's even more important that we have that really good quality, um, well-functioning microbiome that includes the estrobilone function as well and why that's so important for your hormone health. So that was kind of a little bit of a Maybe I'm going to learn heaps uh, as well. Complicated <laughs> look at that, but um, I'm, I'm going to delve into that in a simplistic way that makes sense, but we're definitely going to be talking about how it affects the nervous system as well because there's a few things that you need for optimal healthy functioning body. One of those is absolutely gut health and another one is a healthy functioning uh, nervous system too. Mm-hmm. And it's um, not yes, just for the ladies too. Make sure that uh, ladies listening drag your men along too because uh, when it comes to hormonal connections to the gut, it's affecting the guys as well, isn't it, Andy? It's just one of those things oh, that you – it's not just about the girls and the estrogen. It's the men have hormones. <laughs> those hormones drive their life and the choices they make and how they feel the and the energy yeah. they have. So they don't even realise it. But, um, you know, men talking hormones makes them freak out. But really, big part of who they are and what they are is thanks to their testosterone and hormone balances. So that's affected by all of this as well. And it's affected by their estrogen balances too. We're seeing this huge insurgence of men with man boobs and muffin tops these days um, who have these really intense hormonal imbalances and where they're all aromatizing their testosterone into estrogen. And if they're not metabolizing that properly in their gut, then they're going to create that estrogen dominant um, surge as well. So this information is so applicable for guys too. And uh, just on that note, I want to give a little shout out to some of our male listeners. And I had a really interesting interaction uh, last week with a patient um, who came to see me. He was a guy um, who I, I won't I won't name names, but uh, he came to find us all by himself and all of his friends listened to Wellness Women Radio as well because they found that it helps them to understand um, the beautiful women in their life so much better. Uh, so how cool is that? That's so awesome. guys, good on you. I just think that that is amazing. Um, so we'll make sure that we really honor you in this process as well. Um, but gut health is it's not gender specific. 
And it's not age specific either. So young or old, it's going to affect all of us. I have yeah. to say like one um, thing, because I'm a 25-year-old male, I like to make things as simple as possible. So that that goes um, that goes with the gut message as well. So throughout the night, I'm going to make things as simple as possible. And, you know, that, that includes getting in and out of the kitchen as quickly as possible. And it includes um, focusing yeah, on that. your gut health, you know. And if you want, again, if you want to actually stay... Um, masculine and stay as a male you know you really want to embody that um masculinity that uh really is is reflective of being you know a a human being as a as a male i think it's really Mm -hmm. important for us to do that because we're seeing now a lot of like you said that um males are not actually they don't have a microbiome and they don't have hormones that reflect their gender, if you yeah. will. So yeah. we're starting to see a, a big shift in that where, um, you know, emotionally men are having some major issues. You know, suicide's obviously a, a huge issue for men at the moment, which is a, a massive thing. And I don't think it comes down to just, I just, I don't think it just comes down to um, being able to talk about your problems and all that sort of stuff. I think it comes down to how your brain processes inf- information. So that's where it's really important what we're doing uh, for the males as well, because, you know, there are a lot of males out there who are struggling with information processing and, and feeling depressed, you know. And um, if you watched any of Sean Croxton's work before he actually transitioned from Underground Wellness, the podcast, they were looking, they were talking about uh, depression as being more of an inflammatory disorder than uh, a brain disorder. You know, it was originating in the gut, which is a which is a huge thing. So I think the implications of this are huge. Even though I try and keep the message light and, you know, friendly, when we delve down to it, these things are really, really important to talk about for the men and the women. Kale, I forget that you are 25 um, <laughs> because uh, because you were so accomplished you know you're an author you and i saw that you had your first film premiere last week um oh, congratulations kale that's incredible um you know you you have done so so much and you're so well researched um and and you definitely are such a wealth of information on this topic so i can't wait to the event i know that um that all of you will be in the same um, position as well uh, so make sure that you're jumping on to eventbrite to grab your tickets and as a special gift um to our incredibly loyal listeners we want to offer you um a bit of a cheaper ticket so this is a special discount code just for our Wellness Women Radio listeners. So if you go onto Eventbrite, just search Heal Your Gut Perth or you can go onto our Facebook page and get the links from there. Um, when you're checking out, type in HYG10, so which kind of stands for Heal Your Gut, uh, and that gives you 10% off the ticket price. Um, and there's you can buy as many tickets um, as you'd like at that discounted price. So that's a special gift from us um, to you for being such you know, an amazing audience. Um, Ash, is there anything else you want to throw in? Oh, no, I just can't wait for it. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> we're, awesome. we're really excited. Yeah. And also just all the great businesses are jumping along board too. We're going to have some incredible exhibitors on the night, people there with some really great fresh foods and things for you to try, um, giveaways, discounts. Oh, It's just going to be exciting. Great vibes, um, great crowd. <laughs> uh, yeah, really excited. 
And we're so excited to meet all of you as well. Uh, we see lots of interactions on our social media and, you know, we get your awesome reviews and your emails, but there's nothing like actually meeting you face to face and putting faces to names. Uh, so we can't wait for that to happen on the night as well. Um, it's the 18th of November. It starts at 7 p.m. Make sure you jump on Eventbrite, grab your tickets. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the wellness women or on Instagram underscore the wellness women. Make sure you're following Kale as well because he his blogs are incredible. The research that he puts out there is just amazing. Uh, I'm checking you out every day, Kale, without sounding stockerish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why, well, thank to, you. <laughs> you know, because I love that you're keeping us informed too. I think that's so important. Um, and you can find him at, Kale, what, what are your social media handles? That's hilarious. It's Kale's Broccoli. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Awesome. Or just yeah. um is, is the website. Um, so ladies and and the gorgeous guys out there as well, um, thanks for listening in again. Make sure you're following us on Facebook. Um, make sure you've subscribed to us on iTunes as well. Um, jump on there and give us a five-star rating if you think we deserve it because we certainly uh, love that uh, purely for selfish reasons. Um, and make sure you're sharing this episode with your friends as well because there is so much information here that, that we know that a lot of people need uh and until next week and until the event uh we can't wait to meet you but be well this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.